Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. Thank you so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah. Uh, my guest Karen Parker is here, and I am super excited that she has chosen to join me today. Um, she's going to share who she is and what she does. Take it away, Karen. <laughs> I get to introduce me. That's good. I like that. So I like to introduce myself as a cosmic catalyst, Ooh. that my passion is helping people find their irreplaceable and unique place in the cosmic plan, that place that only they can occupy. I believe that the more each and every one of us finds our right place in the world, the more each and every one of us steps into the full expression of the value of who we are, the more we start building the momentum necessary to heal the world and create an abundant, a new abundant world. So that's what I, that's what I like to do. And I use a tool called human design to help me facilitate that process. Oh, that is powerful. Now share with um, the family um, how you got into human design and where, how did it, it grab you? So I've been, I, I like to say I've been a student of human design for 22 years, even though I've also been teaching it for 22 years. Um, I, it is a system of personality assessment that's based in astrology that really found me. I really didn't go looking for this at all. I was sharing with you as we were talking before we started that I was at the time when I, when human design found me, I was a suburban soccer mom. I was homeschooling my four kids. And at that time, my then husband at the time, uh, went to Sedona, Arizona on a spiritual retreat. And he brought back a human design chart. It's a funky looking chart. And, uh, it's, it's all kinds of triangles and shapes and lines. And, Something about that chart just struck a chord in me. And when I saw that chart, I just, I started to cry. And I don't know why I was crying, but like everything in me just sort of, just kind of resonated. Like I have to learn everything about this chart. So fortunately my, my husband at the time was extraordinarily supportive. So he said, let's put the house on the market and let's move to Sedona. So we put the house on the market. We literally sold it two weeks later, packed up the kids and drove from Texas to Arizona. And when we got there, my youngest son was, was sick. He had an ear infection. So I had to take him to the pediatrician. And when I came out of the pediatrician's office with this kid on my hip, I uh, looked at the, the door across from the pediatrician's office and on the door across from the pediatrician's office was the human design symbol. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I'm gonna go in here. So I opened the door to this little office and sitting behind this giant desk with this tiny little woman with white hair. And she said to me, oh, did you come for the job? And I said, well, I guess I did. And she hired me on the spot. So I started working for Human Design America, which was at that time, the international headquarters for human design. And as part of my employment, I got to take all courses and trainings from the founder of the system who since passed and got access to all the books and trainings and really got a beautiful, deep foundation in learning human design. So it was, it was a, a pretty magical process. That is magical. Oh my God. That, yeah, that's magical from start to finish. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. think about that. 
I mean, guys, who, who does this happen to? You know, it's like you walk into the place and then you see the chart and then they say, come on in. I mean, Mm -hmm. you got the job that you didn't even know you were going to have. Right. (laughs) That that is so powerful and magical. Mm -hmm. Um, And you said your husband was supportive at the time as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Totally. So. Okay. That is perfect. That is so awesome. So now how do your kids feel about the human design work that you do? Oh, they're old now. Um, so, so most of them are in their twenties and thirties. And I'm also, I'm a grandma at this point. Um, and you know, I'll be honest, a couple of them are like, that's that weird thing mom does. Um, I have, I have a, I birthed a couple of scientists. Um, and though I keep telling them the scientific data actually bears out that there's a lot of truth to this. Um, I definitely have a couple of kids who call me and want to know what's up, mom. I, what's going on in the planets. Um, my oldest daughter who has, has, who has given me two grandsons, we always check in on their charts and my littlest is still living at home. She's 12. So I have, I have five children in the meantime. I mean, I have one more in the meantime. So I have five oh, wow. and, uh, she's a projector, which in human design is a very unique type, a type yeah. who is designed to manage and guide and direct others. And so, Uh, I teach her a lot about human design. She asks a lot about it and she really um, uses it to understand herself a lot more than most importantly. I mean, I think being seven at at this year, it's 2021, almost 2022 as we're recording this, you know, we're in the midst of this pandemic and there's been a lot of stress for kids and being in seventh grade is already kind of stressful anyway. And I think having this as as a tool that gives her a really lovely understanding of what's going on with her and how does she experience the world and what's her right path, I think has given her a, a good grounding in how to navigate through some of the changes of this age and time with, you know, a lot of awareness. So, yeah, I think that's perfect because um, I actually spoke to another young lady that does human design and she was saying that she really desired to help um, parents Mm-hmm. you know understand the designs so that they can um work with their kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and I was like that is an amazing idea so I always la- joke you know my my original background before I did any of this was I'm actually a child development specialist and a parent educator and um so I certainly didn't use this in the beginning with parents and families but I did use it with my kids from the start. And I have one kid in particular where if I didn't know his human design from the front, from the front end, I really wonder if we would have made it to adulthood. I mean, he has just, I mean, first of all, cause he just is so stubborn, you know, and, um, and, and also, you know, he's got a lot of energy that is intense, a lot of energy that is moody and, and helping him really figure out his own inner landscape and also me as the mom going okay this isn't personal this is the mood i'm not going to take the mood personally i'm i'm not going to push against the stubbornness at this point when he's in the mood but how do i hold good and firm boundaries and frankly how do i keep this kid alive cuz he was really one of these kids that you know by nature was always kind of pushing the threshold and the edges of you know what's what are the limits and the boundaries and mm-hmm. i you know, he's in the army now, which isn't necessarily that much better, but, but, um, I have one like that. Yeah. I'm just glad I always joke, you know, with my other kids, if they made it to adulthood, I would give them credit, but if he made it to adulthood, I would take all the credit. Cause I did all the work. <laughs> so yeah. 
And there are those kids. <laughs> yes. No, totally. Totally. And I know he's here to make a huge difference in the world and he'll get there. But again, just having that instruction manual of, oh, this is what's going on with this kid. This, this kid needs movement. This kid. What's needs his design? To, he, he's a manifesting generator when he's deeply emotional by design. Um, and he's a role model by design. And he has a lot of what there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of markers in the chart that can indicate sometimes that some people need to struggle to learn. They need to literally push up against the wall in order to discover what's meaningful and what's not. Well, all that energy of struggle, if you will, which I like to call this energy of adventure, but it really was experienced as struggle for him a lot of times. You know, all of that energy is right smack at the prominent place of his chart. So he really is sort of designed to be stubborn and struggle, which to me is, you know, really the beauty of understanding human design beyond just, you know, having a nice, a, a beautiful, powerful tool that, you know, outlies for you. How do you process energy? How do you interface with the world? What are your gifts? What are your strengths? What do you receive back from people? How does that impact your decision-making? You know, that's a really powerful thing to know about yourself. But I also find that understanding that about other people in your life, whether it's your children, yes. your partner, your business partners, even podcast hosts, right? <laughs> that when mm -hmm. I know about people and who they are and how they're hardwired, it allows me to be more respectful and honoring in how I deal with them. And it allows me to kind of go, okay, this is a moody person. I'm not going to take this personally. And my husband's also a really moody person. And when he shows up in a mood, I'm, I now understand, oh, this isn't my fault. This is how his energy works. This is his creative flow. I need to get out of the way and let him be where he's at and not overburden him with what's wrong with you. And where you, why did I do something wrong? All those weird dynamics we do yes. when we don't understand, right? Yes. Yes. That is, that's perfect. That, yes. Um, yes. Cause I'm a re reflector. Are you really? Mm -hmm. You're a shiny unicorn. Yes. <laughs> and I am. Right? <laughs> um, the weird thing was when I discovered the human design, cause I started looking at it because here's the thing about me. I am, um, I was raised deeply religious. Mm-hmm. So when I started coming into this world, it was really, really different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I had a lot of resistance, I think, mm -hmm. especially in the astrology part and all that, because, you know, all that stuff was of the devil right. <clears throat> in the church. And so um, through this, the unlearning process that I'm, you know, going through, of course, um, that's something that I, I was interested in. And I wanted to know, you know, what was my design and you know, why? Because, you know, being a reflector, I am a shiny unicorn. Right. So I'm typically, you know, uh, what is that word? Black sheep and all that other kind of stuff, you mm -hmm. know? So that, that was not new to me, but I was like, okay, the weird part was I thought I was born at one other hour, but mm -hmm. the hour that my mother told me I was born at is what made me reflector. The other one was projector. Mm -hmm. so I was like I thought I was a projector at first mm -hmm. and then when I did the I think I did your thing mm -hmm. <laughs> actually and I was like oh my god and then I started reading about it and I was like I don't even understand you know this at all 
you know, but the more I'm, I'm studying about it and reading about it, you know, and I actually can see some things and it, it tells me why, you know, I am the way that I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that, that is something that, you know, I believe that human design is good for that. And so when you work with your um, clients, do you typically work with them um, so that you can show them how their design works um, in order to help them to, you know, move forward in their life? Or, mm-hmm. or what do you typically work with people um, with their design work? It's, it's interesting. So I would say that the way I work with people, because I do have so much experience and because I have trained so many people to do really in-depth readings, I do things a little bit differently now than a lot of people. I really, I do short, short 30 minute sessions. And in those sessions, I like to tackle the question of what's the biggest pain in your life right now? Because what I find is that we're really all designed to really wrestle with ourselves that really the biggest demon, if you will, let's use word demon, it's a terrible word, but the biggest demon we have is really our own nature. And it's kind of encoded or hardwired into our energy design to sort of have to duke it out with our different parts. And that when we experience pain, whether it's financial pain, relationship pain, uh, spiritual pain, physical pain, career fulfillment pain, whenever we're in pain, that pain is just a symptom. And it's a symptom. It's really a growing pain. First of all, it's a symptom that you're pushing through a new level or a new layer of sort of figuring out how you work in the world. You're most likely learning how do you drop into an elevated understanding of who you are, what you're here to do, and the the preciousness of who you are. Because I really do find most of us are in some way grappling with self-worth. And when, when people come to me for a reading, and they say, okay, I've got this pain going on. Then what I like to do is just do a very short look at, here's what's going on in your chart. Here's what I call your core conundrum. This is the thing, this is part of your soul curriculum. This is part of what you're here to learn from in this lifetime. It's gonna show up every time you go through a growth cycle. It's gonna show up if you follow astrology, anytime you have a major astrological life cycle event. So it's gonna show up anytime you have a Saturn return or Uranus opposition or Chiron return or Saturn return again. It shows up because that's where you're designed to become masterful. That's where you're ultimately from that mastery designed to take the lessons you learn from that struggle and then share them with others in the world. And if you are experiencing pain, it's because there's some misalignment with whatever that challenge is within your chart. And we have a very quick, short conversation about here's where we need to go with that. Here's what you need to do. Here's, Here's the bridge between these two parts of yourself that seem to be at odds with each other because they're not really, but they feel like it sometimes. And when we can find that bridge, then you can move into a more deeper expression of your wisdom and your purpose. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. To me, that's like the most empowered place to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you can, you know, you, you find out, you know, what it is that it is about you in particular, according mm-hmm. to your, your design. Um, it was a question I wanted to ask. So when you think about your favorite clients, Mm -hmm. that's all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I love my clients. I have the best clients in the world, but yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> it's like what I say on, the, on this show, I say, I love all my people. I said, I enjoy all of my shows. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> there's so much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So if there was something in the world that you are curious about, mm-hmm. nothing to do with business or design or anything, you know, nothing, you know, nothing um, super serious. Mm-hmm. But if there's something in the world that you are curious about, what would that be? Oh, I have so many things I'm curious about, but I would say the biggest thing that, I mean, that's why I'm going to live for a long time, I think, because I have a lot of questions, (laughs) Um, but I think, you know, for me, the biggest thing that I'm curious about is maybe even something I'm not only curious about, I'm utterly passionate about. So human design teaches that we're in the process of going through a major shift. And that major shift is actually going to end up with us being in a better, more fulfilled expression of the human potential. What, what we're seeing is that, yeah, we're in a bumpy cycle in the evolution of humanity, but this bumpy cycle is actually catalytic and it's bringing us to a place where maybe not right away, but maybe in 10 years or so, or a little bit longer, we're going to end up in a place where we are building a world that's rooted in equitability, in justice, in compassion, in sustainability, in abundance and peace. And so my curiosity is, how can we get there with, a, you know, we don't, I don't want to say, let's minimize the struggle on some level, because on some level, you, you need a little bit of sand in your sandwich, mm-hmm. but there's a way of pushing against it without destroying everything, without creating more pain. There is, we are being trained, if you will, by the planets, by, I think God working through us is training us to create from a play, a deeper place of faith. I think science is showing us that we're learning to create consciously by mm-hmm. knowing and understanding how to harness the possibilities for humanity from the quantum field. I think we're about, I think we're really on the cusp of a modern Renaissance time. And I'm curious, if you will, about how can we get there in the easiest, most joyful, most equitable, most peaceful yes. way possible. So that, that's, that's my constant exploration. I, I would say probably two to four hours of my day every day is spent in contemplation of that question and thinking about and writing about and reading about and asking people questions about how do you think we're going to get there? Because I think each and every one of us has a part of the answer. I don't think anyone has the answer. I think we all have parts of the answer. And I think the more we come together in dialogue and, and really ask each other, what part do you have? Here's what I have. Let's put that together. I think we're building a new puzzle and that puzzle is going to, or maybe a new template for the temple of tomorrow. And that as we construct, you know, each little piece of the scaffolding and, you know, combine our energies together, I think we're going to build something pretty amazing. We're going to deserve it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and, you know, I, I, I used to say, you know, motherhood made me appreciate infinity i'll say that my you know grandmotherhood has completely reframed infinity for me i i have a completely different understanding of infinity and for me personally and this is why i think i i I don't want to be like oh the women are going to do it and the men aren't i think we're all going to do it and we all have a part and i do think that 
there is something inherent in the journey of being a mother and, and maybe a father too. I'm not going to discount that the father's experience, but I'll say for me personally, as a mother, it has instilled in me a different quality of fire that, that drives, that gives me the energy to be driven, to continue yes. to play with this puzzle, no matter what. I don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, I'm just not in the mood today. It's like, how can I not be in the mood to save the world today? I have grandbabies, you know? It's like, I gotta do this. I gotta get this done, so. I know, I, <clears throat> I tell people all the time that, um, you know, that uh, our children blessed us with those grandchildren mm -hmm. and it was all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, in theory. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. totally. Because I have a, a 10 year old grandson and he's amazing. He's mm -hmm. <laughs> he gave me this long list of Christmas stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Grandma, I'm going to give you a gift card. Because, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <clears throat> So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, something <laughs> that went right out of my head, but that happens. So I'll have to pull another one out. So as you are, um, moving into the new year, mm -hmm. um, how do you view, because I know you have thought about it and have you looked at anything like any type of charts or anything that, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Oh, oh my God, what's next? <laughs> so, you know, I think that the reality of it is we probably have another bumpy five, seven years. I mean, I hate to be discouraging <laughs> and, and it might not be COVID related, but, you know, we are in a cycle, a big Uranian cycle right now that is saying, look, the institutions and the systems that are not built on the idea that every single living being on the planet is inherently valuable because it exists have to fall away. We, the, this planet can no longer support the possibility that a child can be hungry and not have access to food or water or shelter or safety or education or love. This planet can't hold that idea anymore. And the, we have to start really basically, I think, from the bottom up as a result of the dismantling of systems that don't work anymore, that don't serve the people of the world. And it's uncomfortable and it's frightening when things fall apart, but we are being forced to have to contend with the idea that we're all under the same sun. I think I, I people get mad at me when I say this, but I'm like, global warming is going to be amazing. It is amazing. I mean, it's not, okay. So let me just say, I do not want to discount the horrifying pain of people who just this past weekend lost people in, in tornadoes. You know, I'm not, I'm not making light of that. And I am also saying that it's going to potentially be a huge unifying force. We are going to have to all say, okay, wait, whoa, we all share the planet. We all share the water. We all share the dirt. We all share the sun. You know, a, a tornado is an equal opportunity destroyer and it doesn't matter what color your skin is, where you live, how rich or how poor you are. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you're out of luck, just like everybody else. Exactly. And so these events are going to, I think, force us to have to ask a different set of questions and find a different set of solutions. 
And it's not just global warming. Obviously, I mean, the, what is the real message of the pandemic? I mean, the pandemic has said, hey, what happens in China happens here. And there is no over there anymore. We are all unified. And, yes. you know, if we don't get this on, on every level, if we don't understand that the universe is inherently biased towards unity. And that if we don't move ourselves that way, we're resisting cosmic forces. And inevitably, things are going to come apart because we're living out of alignment with the natural order of the cosmos. And so when we look at what's ahead, I say, you know, what's ahead is we're going to keep getting that cosmic two by four saying, wake up, wake up. You are designed to love each other. You are designed to live in unity together. You are designed to move towards more complex states of organization that are bounded by love and sufficiency and sharing and caring and compassion. And if you don't think that's how the universe is designed, go study quantum physics because quantum physics clearly shows us the nature of the cosmos, the nature of the universe is to move towards coherence, to move towards unity and to move towards higher states of organization. And we are not separate from the world. We're not separate from the cosmos just because we're human. We're expressions of the divine. And it is time we get there. And the planets are teaching us exactly what the next right step is. Is it going to be bumpy? Yeah, probably. It's going to be especially bumpy for those people who resist the process. Yes. So what I tell everybody is, you know, listen, first of all, to your own gut. Listen to your own inner guidance better get a practice right now of learning how to dial in and feel into what's true and right and correct and true for you, which is why human design is such a great tool because it does give you kind of an instruction manual for how to drop into that intuitive awareness. Yes. You know, yes. start healing. If you haven't started yet healing the karma of your own self-worth so that we are not carrying old karma forward into more generations of pain and torture with each other. Let's get rid of all those, those, those old ways of being all those entanglements mm -hmm. and let's explore the question. How do we create more well-being in the world? How do we create sufficiency in the world? How do we create sustainably in the world and begin to embody it for ourselves first, not because it's selfish, but because when we do that, when we are sufficient, when we are enough and occupying enough and creating from enoughness, then we have way more to give. And it creates a vibrational frequency. And we know vibrational frequencies entrain each other. A high frequency state brings up the lower, by the way, not the other way around. It's physically impossible. So the more we keep moving towards that place, the more we're going to be more protected from some of the chaos of the outer world. And the more we'll bring more people with us. And I think eventually, I, I think as we move towards 2026, 2027, if we look at the celestial weather, we're going to hit a critical mass and we're going to see all this stuff that's irritating and annoying on the news. It's going it, to, it'll just, it'll get more quiet. It'll start to vibrate out of our field and we'll be left at a certain point with a very different way of being and creating in the world. That is, <laughs> that is music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> So don't let the day-to-day -day grind of the planets get you down. Just, <laughs> just know we're being forged in the fire of our own evolutionary desires. And we're going to get there. We're going to get there. And you know what's so wild about it is I felt this thing before this thing even went down. I started oh, totally. feeling something just, and I didn't know what it was though. You mm -hmm. know, it was like, almost like an anxiety, mm -hmm. you know, and I thought it was mine. And as I, as I sat with it and I realized it wasn't mine, mm -hmm. <laughs> it 
it was all of ours. Mm -hmm. It was a collective, you know, of, of all of us. And so, you know, just being able to see the end, Mm -hmm. you know, and see exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the important part. Yep. And I think, I, I think that as we go through, you know, this variant, that vaccine, this, whatever, as we go through, whatever it's going to end up being to just take a breath and stay focused on the end game. And just, even if we don't know how we're going to get there, don't lose sights of it. Just know we are going to get there. And I think the more we let the future kind of be a tractor beam and call us forward, the better we'll be, we'll be fine. Yes, I agree. I agree. So let the people know um, where they can find you. And if you have anything that you're offering or any program that you're filling, feel free to share. Okay. So uh, you can learn more about your human design by going to freehumandesignchart.com. You'll need to have your birthday, birth time, and birthplace. Um, I don't need the hotel, uh, the hospital room where you were born. I don't need to know people send me the room number all the time. It's really specific. Um, So birthday, birth time and birthplace. If you go there, you can generate your free human design chart. And we'll send you with that chart, a free ebook and a bunch of videos to help you start interpreting what that chart is about. If you want to explore more about your chart and, and either get a reading. I have a, lots of amazing readers uh, on my, on my quantumalignmentsystem.com webpage. So there's some amazingly talented, gifted, beautiful, big-hearted people who want to share human design with you. If you go there, you can find more about how to get a reading for your chart. And there's also all kinds of free um, videos and books on that website as well, especially that address the idea of how do you start healing the karma of your self-worth? So quantumalignmentsystem.com. Um, and of course, if you want to learn more about just the basics of human design, if you go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any bookstore, you can look up any of my books. Um, the Quantum Human is the book that where I've written all about what's up in the next 10 years uh, through the lens of human design. So the Quantum Human, um, you can get it on Amazon, any book outlet. And of course, if you really want to just learn more about straight up human design in your chart, my first book, Understanding Human Design, is also out there and it's it's a really nice easy reference guide to help you figure out the parts of your chart that is so awesome i'm so excited so if you are watching this and i do believe that you are the second human design expert that i've had in like the last two weeks i think that's exciting so right it's Mm -hmm. exciting because to me it just means that it's getting out there and that Mm -hmm. you know people are um, you know, ready to make those changes so they mm-hmm. can integrate this into their life. Because to me, it's like, I'm doing it little by little, just understanding, you know, what my design is like and, you know, how I can um, utilize it to the fullest, you mm-hmm. know, especially mm-hmm. in business, because I'm, I learned so much, you know, like sometimes I just need rest and I never realized mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like giving in to, you know, getting rest when mm-hmm. I need it, you know, and I think that's, that's like a perfect um, piece for helping people to integrate that design into their life. I love that. I think that's, that's, that's true. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been an amazing show. Karen has shared so much. Um, Make sure that you reach out to her 
and connect with her if you are looking to get your human design and um, see how you can integrate it into your life and your business. So again, thank you so much for joining us. This thank has you. been amazing. I have thank loved you. it as usual. <laughs> Me too. Thank you. You're so welcome. And uh, so until next time. I know you've been blown away with the amazing valley here today. Now go out and inspire the planet. And be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it. I'm straight out of Savannah. Talking with Tammy.